welcome to the fifth edition of the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding National Liberal Arts College. And we try to get it done within about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this fifth edition of the 1853 podcast, we'll meet a student, Amanda Grissom of Monmouth's Theater Department. Amanda is the director of two very interesting one-act plays that will be produced next week down at the Fusion Theater. We'll also visit with Monmouth men's soccer coach, Colton Johnson. His Fighting Scots play rival Knox College this Saturday afternoon over at Peacock Memorial Athletic Park. And we'll also visit with two outstanding members of Monmouth's Educational Studies Department, Michelle Holshue-Simmons and Tammy LaPrade. They'll tell us about a great panel that will discuss the future of public schools, and that will be held October 4 at Monmouth College. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Before we get too far into this week's show, I want to let you know about a few upcoming events held here at Monmouth College. This weekend marks the fourth weekend since the start of Monmouth's 2017 fall semester, so that means it's time for family weekend at the college. The annual three-day event allows students to share their Monmouth experience with their family members. Monmouth College Associate Dean of Students and Director of Campus Events Karen Orgazalik has put together another great weekend of activities, and you can read about them in a story that's posted on the Monmouth College website, which of course is monmouthcollege.edu. Also this weekend is Fighting Scots Football on Campus. In case you missed the news, Monmouth went to McAllister College last weekend and beat the other Scots by a score of 26 to nothing. Monmouth returns to April Zorn Memorial Stadium this weekend to play Lawrence University out of Wisconsin. Kickoff at the stadium on the hillside is set for 1 p.m. And just around the corner is a visit from the theologian Joanna Boss of the Louisville Seminary. A well-known author and speaker, Professor Boss will give several talks on the theme of border crossings, encountering the other in text and temple. She'll be on campus October 5 through October 9, and there's a story about her upcoming visit on the Monmouth College website at monmouthcollege.edu. A big thanks to Professor of Philosophy and Religious Studies Dan Ott for bringing this extraordinary theologian to campus. And if you like music, you'll love Mama's latest entry into social media. As you might have been aware, Monday was One Hit Wonder Day, so Monmouth used that momentous occasion to start a Monmouth Spotify channel. You can find a link to the Monmouth Spotify channel on the main Monmouth Facebook page, or just point your browser to spotify.com slash user slash Monmouth College. The early 20th century American feminist author Susan Glassbell was well known during her day for a number of accomplishments. Born near Davenport, Iowa in the 19th century, she was a news reporter in an age when men dominated newsrooms. She was also a critically acclaimed novelist and a Pulitzer Prize winning playwright. When Glassbell and her husband moved to the East Coast, they founded the groundbreaking and highly influential Provincetown Playhouse in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. The Provincetown Playhouse was where, among other things, the legendary American playwright Eugene O'Neill was discovered. 
during the existence of the Provincetown Playhouse, Glassbell contributed several plays, including Trifles and Women's Honor. Both Trifles and Women's Honor, which are one-act plays, will be performed October 5 through October 8 down at the Fusion Theater, which of course is in the, the college's downtown theater. The evening is being billed as Pieces of Glassbell, and both one-act plays will be directed by Junior Amanda Grissom, she's from Eldridge, Iowa, which is near Glassbell's hometown. Amanda says she was drawn to Glassbell's work after reading Trifles as a Monmouth sophomore. I read Trifles a year ago as a sophomore, and I, I just loved it. I wanted to do something with it. I, I had no idea I'd end up directing it, but I, I wanted to be in it. I wanted to design it. I wanted to do something. And then I researched Susan Glassbell um, and found out that she's from the same town as me. She's from Davenport. I'm from Eldridge, which is basically like Davenport. It's about 20 minutes away. Um, I found out about her life. And then this summer, I ran into Woman's Honor. Um, It was sent to me by one of the theater professors, and I, I read it. And I noticed the correlations between the two and how they could fit into a conversation with each other. And so it all just kind of came together to work out that this year I was able to take the show that I had fallen in love with a year ago, the show I just discovered and thought was a ton of fun this summer, and do them as one to present to audience. Trifles will be the first one-act play presented, which Amanda says was based on Glassbell's work as a newspaper reporter in Iowa. Um, we're going to start off with Trifles, which is uh, one of Susan Glassbell's very early plays. Um, she had a she had a stage waiting for her and her husband told her go write a play for it um, so she wrote trifles which is based on some um, autobiographical uh, experiences she had as a reporter um, and she she had gone and researched this uh, murder case and that's what influenced and led to um, trifles is this idea of um, visiting a home where a murder has occurred, um, because she did that as the as the journalist. She went to this home where um, a man had... Woman's Honor is also about a murder, but Amanda says it takes a lighthearted approach to an otherwise macabre subject. It's kind of goofy at times, um, and it's it's just a lot of fun. It's funny, but it's still making statements about, um, about women in society and uh, what their perceived roles are. Um, and so the the interesting thing about doing these two shows together is since they have similar subjects, murder and, and women's roles and all that, but they're presented in such different ways, it's an opportunity to have this conversation with with kind of stark contrasts. So audiences will get two different points of view on the same kind of... Amanda is also an English minor at Monmouth, which she says has informed how she works as a director. I think this is partially due to my my English background too, but I really love analyzing a play and figuring out what the what the playwright wants to say. And then with being the director, I get to help that playwright make her statement or make his statement, but I get to put my own creative twist on it. So it's kind of getting to watch the characters come alive, the the story come alive and make some sort of important statement at this and Amanda says that being a director has taught her the importance of being open to surprises it's always I think it's always the actors that surprise me because I am a very type a very controlling kind of person um, and so I always go in with the idea of what I think it's gonna be 
and it never fails that there's always some actor who comes in with this different idea or tries something or or has a different voice or different inflection than I had planned and it's always better there's always one little bit that it's like okay that was smart and I needed your talent to help me figure that out um and and the fact that I am able to do that as such a controlling person and be like okay they had a good idea too I'm going to use that. Um, so it's it's just, um, I think the most surprising thing is definitely just how useful other people's talents can be and how easy it has been for me as a controlling person to let them take over. That's Mammoth Theater junior Amanda Grissom. She's the director of two one-act plays by the legendary playwright Susan Glassbell, Trifles and Women's Honor. You can see them both performed October 5th through October 8th at Monmouth's Fusion Theater, which of course is in downtown Monmouth. There's more about the plays on the theater department's website, which is at department.monm.edu slash theater, spelled R-E. There will also be a preview of the plays on Monmouth's main website, which of course is monmouthcollege.edu. listening to the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. After getting off to a sluggish start, the Monmouth College men's soccer team has won two of its last three matches. Last weekend, the Fighting Scots went 1-1 one one in Midwest Conference play. They defeated Ripon College, then lost to St. Norbert College. And this Saturday at Peacock Memorial Athletic Park, the Fighting Scots faced the Prairie Fire of nearby Knox College in a women's-men's doubleheader. The women's match begins at 1 o'clock Saturday afternoon, and the men's match will follow at about 3.30 in the afternoon. Men's soccer coach Coton Johnson says his team faces a tall challenge on Saturday afternoon. Another tough match against Knox. Obviously, they were in the final last year, and uh, and they've got a, a very similar squad. They didn't graduate too much, so um, not only do you have that the Knox Monmouth rivalry, but they're they're a very good opponent. Um, and for us to to get into the top four of the league, which qualifies for the tournament, we've got to be able to compete against um, the likes of of Knox and St. Norbert and Lake Forest. They kind of round out the top three, and then there's a a group of teams searching for that four spot. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll try to prepare and uh, see if we can get healthy and, and ready to go. For- Coton says there is much to like about his young team, which has a combined 14 freshmen and sophomores on the roster. And he says that chemistry is at the top of the list. Joy, but I think our chemistry is pretty good. Um, we're, we're definitely low on numbers in regards to the roster size. Um, but sometimes that makes it easier to uh, have a relationship with with each and every player. Um, our energy and and uh, uh, the trainings, our our practices are, are very intense and and fun. Um, it's not all fun, but it, it's good to have some laughs here and there. And it's a it's a really good bunch of guys. Um, they enjoy the process of, of learning and it's interesting to see every day, you know, how they respond to my criticisms and my coaching and, and uh, but we're learning um, and they're, they're very engaged and they, they want to get better. So that's, that's a really enjoyable part. Last year's men's soccer team finished in fifth place in the Midwest Conference. That's one spot outside of qualifying for the postseason conference tournament. With a year of collegiate soccer under their belt, Coton says his sophomores have a better appreciation of what it takes to make the postseason. 
so they're starting to realize that every game, every goal matters, um, and basically improving each and every game. Um, you know, we started the season, I believe we're two and seven right now, um, but we play a, a, a pretty tough non-conference schedule to open the season. We're playing, trying to play the best teams out of the IAC League of, in Iowa and the CCIW, which is Illinois and Wisconsin teams. And just to get them familiar with the competitive level and the athleticism and all that. So they, they kind of understand that it's, it's a process um, and, it, and it does take time. Uh, and we just want to be able to, once we get into the conference stretch, which obviously opened up this last weekend, and just to just to improve and to hit our stride and um, and play our best, the best of our abilities towards the the middle and the end of the season when the conference stretch begins. That's Monmouth College men's soccer coach Coton Johnson. You can follow him on Twitter at Coton Johnson K O T E N J O H N. S-O-N, and you can follow Monmouth Men's Soccer on Twitter at Scott's M Soccer. Don't forget, you can also follow Monmouth College Athletics on Twitter at MC Fighting Scots. Of course, to keep up with all things Fighting Scots related, check in early and often to the Monmouth College Athletics website, and that address is monmouthscots.com. It's also, of course, a good time to remind you of the many ways that you can follow Monmouth College on social media. There's Facebook at facebook.com slash Monmouth College for the main Facebook page. The college's main Twitter account is at Monmouth, and the college is on Instagram at Monmouth College. If you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Monmouth on Snapchat as this at this is Monmouth. And don't forget about Monmouth's Spotify channel as well. You're listening to the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm your host, Dwayne Bonifer, in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. On Wednesday, October 4, the Monmouth Area Branch of the American Association of University Women, along with the Monmouth Educational Studies Department, will present a four-member panel of distinguished educators who will discuss the topic, The Future of Public Education. The event, which is free and open to the public, will be held at 7 p.m. on Wednesday, October 4, in room 273 of the Center for Science and Business right here at Monmouth College. It promises to be a very informative and timely program. Monmouth College education professor Michelle Hoshu-Semmons says that it will be an impressive four-member panel. The four panelists are our own uh, Tammy LaProd, who's an assistant professor in the Department of Educational Studies. The second is Jody Scott, who is a regional superintendent for uh, this area of the public schools around Monmouth. The third is Denise Mann, who is a longtime math and science teacher in the elementary school. Um, and then the fourth is Becky Ince, who is the principal at Central Intermediate uh, School here in Monmouth. Monmouth education professor Tammy LaProd says she hopes the October 4 form will be a very rich evening. You know, I think anytime we can have the community and um, institutions of higher learning, as well as our K-12 partners, um, gather together and, and have a dialogue about what's happening in education today, I'm hoping that people will leave feeling that they're more part of an inclusive educational community and have an opportunity to ask some questions of the leaders in, in that community. Um, I think one of the, the strongest things that we can do is look at our identity as uh, a kind of a P16 
educational system and think about the ways that we might need to redefine or relook at our, our current identity and how that's going to help students and our communities uh, provide education for uh, folks in the future. Tammy says she hopes to discuss several issues at the October 4 forum. Maybe look at the changing demographics, um, the affordability of higher education, and maybe some things that we can think about with bridging that gap between the senior year of high school and that next year either into college or into the workforce and and what are the needs and and the collaboration that we need to to work together to do. So I'm really excited about um, sitting on the panel next to uh, a superintendent and a principal and a teacher um, and and having those conversations and including the greater community and students. Once again, that forum will be on October 4 and it will discuss the future of education. It'll be at 7 o'clock on Wednesday, October 4, in room 273 of the Center for Science and Business. To read more about the event, check out the Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu. Looking ahead to next week's 1853 podcast, we'll check out Monmouth's new labyrinth, which is a great addition to the campus. We'll also meet Laura Hutchinson. She's Monmouth's new Vice President for Student Life and Dean of Students. And we'll also meet Monmouth's new men's lacrosse coach, Chris Kleber. And that's going to be a 30 for this fifth edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer with the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. So long and have a nice day.